0: respect that's our code quit that being after. selfish <laughs> god
1: all right y'all that was an, that was an amazing introduction that was, that was that was really good you have notes i do have notes i'm prepared
2: i'm, I'm a little apprehensive i don't know what these notes are about we, 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 scow- we scoured your this social whole media co- <laughs> oh i mean I'm just kidding. don't we all
1: we'll slowly find out what these notes are about but in due time this is the fifth slash sixth episode of the Music City Podcast. That is the MCP. Uh, the reason it's fifth or sixth is we filmed a fifth one last week, and uh, our cameras fucked up. Not by really any fault of anyone here, but we just have two hundred dollars cameras. Sometimes that's going to happen. So and we we're, dropped them a couple times. And we, I have at least. Yeah, that that has happened. So fingers crossed <laughs> that we're going to get through this one without any technical difficulties. Oh, man. Uh, it's uh, it's Father's Day, so to all the fathers out there watching, all maybe four of you, happy Father's Day! Thanks for watching, Dad. Goes yeah. out to
2: all the baby daddies. Yeah.
1: all the baby daddies, doing your part. Thank you. Um, oh, it's so because that episode was released on um just audio only. Um, actually, Sarah, thank you for that suggestion. We'll get Sarah's our guest today. I was gonna be the last part of my introduction, but I'll go ahead and do it now because I've I've said Saving your name. The best for last. Yes.
2: Thank you.
1: But I ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so Sarah Mellis is our guest today. Is that is that correct, Mellis? Yeah. Mellis. Good. Okay.
2: Except when we're in California, it's Mias. Mias. Spanish pronunciation. Uh,
1: that's awesome. Gotcha. Um, that's a joke. But okay. So <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I thought you she. So well, what, it's just,
2: there's so many Hispanic people that that's how they say it. So uh, I roll with it.
1: What would be Will then? With
2: we be well because they say they're talking like <laughs> <laughs> But so,
1: doesn't the Spanish like doesn't the two Ls make a Y? It
2: would be William, William is your real name, William? I'm yes, it is. Okay, William. William, which is the only William. thing I'm gonna call you from now on. I've been on.
1: told that William, that William in Spanish is Guillermo. Is that is that wrong?
2: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, actually, that's actually sounds about right. Wouldn't it be? I
1: don't. I don't know.
2: I have no
0: fucking idea. But I, I hope so. <laughs> I like, I'm going to call you Guillermo from now on. It's like in weeds. Uh, the weeds. character in weeds. Oh, yeah. Guillermo. Um,
1: but, yeah, Sarah, um, you're, you are a published author?
2: Yeah, I guess I am as of this month. Nice. Pretty neat. That's
1: super awesome. The, ti- the title book. of your book?
2: The Easy Baked Donut Cookbook. It is the first of three cookbooks I have coming out this summer.
1: That is awesome. I'm
2: about to nice. drop the next two
1: oh yeah and that's i kind of met we we, i met you through through donuts we all did at um at the (laughs) at the at the at the news (laughs) we met at the news
2: we met at that news channel four we all um yeah i was there doing a cooking demonstration for i was going to be teaching a class on pie for pie day march 14th at a local um farm and cooking thing which got canceled because covid but and then you guys were playing and it was real cool
1: that was awesome time. And and you brought those uh those peppermint donuts.
2: The grasshopper pie donuts, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Right on. Okay, cool. Now I know what they're called. Those were amazing.
2: Thank you, yeah. And plenty of pie, which Alex took and literally just put something directly on top of the pie and smashed it and walked out. And I was like <laughs> it was I'll never forget it. It cracked me oh. up. I like I told people about it. I was like, this motherfucker just took my pie and put things on top of the design on top. Like it wasn't even uh, like that was the normal thing to do <laughs> anyway
0: well, this might actually hurt your feelings <laughs> worse because when he brought that pie back i definitely was really drunk one night and like scooped out of it and ate that's it what i cook for it, that's all so. i ever hope will happen
2: it definitely got just, devoured
0: yeah it got <laughs> devoured but i did not notice the design <laughs> so, i can't I really say i did
1: either
2: <laughs> well that's good sometimes i make shit that looks so bad i'm like i just need someone to eat the ugly <laughs> stuff because i care so much about how things look so
1: Oh, man. Well, that definitely shows in like the presentation of like food that you make.
2: Thank you. Is this gonna be? I'm just gonna be jingle jangling into oh, the mic the whole time with my eyes? But no, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> Rip it. Shake, shake the ice. Dude, I saw some of like the
0: cakes that you made. Don't you make like, decorative cakes and stuff too?
2: I make some cakes. I like right. actually. Cakes are probably my favorite thing to make. I love doing birthday cakes, but I make everything.
0: Okay, I got you.
1: I'm going I have a few more things to say.
3: <laughs> please finish the introduction. I have a
1: few more things to say. <laughs> if you've been getting any, kind, oh my god! If you've been getting any kind of value from these videos we've been making, please like and subscribe to our channel or follow us on Instagram to see the the spamming content that we post about our channel. But in all honesty, please, uh, please check us out on those things. We really do appreciate all the support that we've been getting. Um, through these videos, it's been very encouraging. Um, it is a rainy day today, um, it's so it's a lazy day. It's uh, because <laughs> <I, laughs> let me just get through this, I'll be done. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, I, I
2: wanted understand. to do the weather. You I were supposed re- to say no back to you, and you were gonna have the meteorology forecast, For Christ's sake.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> raining outside. Will's the meteorologist and doctor all in one.
1: <laughs> I've been trying so hard with these intros, dear lord. <laughs> All it's right.
2: People pre-record them, right? That's so boring. Where's so the fun Nah, about.
0: dude. We'd rather do it like this.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, mean, it's great, dude. All
1: right. Um. But yeah. So we played. We 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 played a show last night. Sigurd Hollow. I don't. I don't know why I wrote that down in these notes, but I did.
2: Fuck segues. We're just
1: giving out information. I guess maybe COVID-19 is happening. We just discussed that and shit seems like it just still sucks and we're all doomed. But we're playing in people's backyards, so maybe things are getting a little bit back to normal. Or not. That doesn't sound like a normal gig. But it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having us.
2: God, I'm a train wreck. No, I'm I'm not going to be able to keep it together. I'm just going to be laughing my ass off here. It's like... You guys have obviously seen Family Guy years ago, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Back to you, Ollie. Rainy. Rainy. COVID. Human oh, rights. Oh, talking about the dude he
0: just, like, screams out of things. Okay, yes. I know who you're talking about now. Yes. I didn't know who you were talking about at first. But, uh, but, no, on the real, we do appreciate all the support and everything from you guys. Uh, thanks for watching our videos, if y'all have been. And please, uh, we also have shorter segments of our, uh, our podcast. If you don't want to watch hour-long content, you can go to our MCP Clips page and uh, watch those as well. So we would appreciate it if you liked and subscribed to that. And also, if y'all want to hit the notification bell on our YouTube page, that will notify y- uh, you guys when we are putting out new uh, videos or clips on our uh, MCP Clips channel. So uh, check that out. and uh, But, yeah, we appreciate all the support, and uh, we're excited to get this episode underway with Sarah. So.
2: Yeah, but strap in because it's gonna be a full hour a that full you want to watch.
1: This is Forget gonna get be... your clips. Fuck the clips. Fuck the clips. Stick <laughs> around for the hours. full hour. It's about to be juicy. <laughs> Sarah, you um said one of the times you came to hang out that you are uh, you were a music teacher. I was, yeah. So how? So you're a musician? Then I'm guessing, obviously. Yes.
2: So musician my whole life. I did my undergrad in music history and vocal performance. Um, and I well originally I went to school to be an audio engineer that's awesome and because I worked in you know recording studios um, back in high school and was you know wanted to be a record producer and then I got about a year and a half into it and was like there's this is so engineering and so not music Um, around the same time I went on tour to Europe where I got to you know sing in various places but saw this what is the original Kodai school Um, which is a school in Hungary. I'll try to summarize this as best as I can, but Zoltán Kodai was a Hungarian um, pedagogue and composer um, who had this whole philosophy about music education, and I was watching classes that were taught in this way, and it was also the way that I was taught to read music in college, but I was watching these like seven and eight-year-olds do the same level of music theory that I was doing as a freshman in college and so like something snapped in my brain I was like there's something to this I really want to do it and so decided I would go to grad school for music education in the Kodai um, approach so I switched my major to music history vocal performance to just like get my musicianship as strong as I could get it and then immediately after finishing my undergrad went and got my master's in music ed.
1: So there were kids in in Europe that had the music theory level at seven and eight than you did as a freshman.
2: As an 18 year old. Exactly. And so, and because it kind of works, um, as like a methodology and it's sequential. So, and what I loved about it, because I never wanted to teach kids, I wanted to teach college and adults, Mm. um, but it works in the same approach. So obviously you have to adapt the material for kids versus with adults and adults can learn it way faster but that's what I liked because it could be just as effective across all age groups um so it was like really inspiring to see that kids so young could learn something so complex but also encouraging that even with older adults or people who wanted to get into music later in life it would be effective as well.
1: So are there kids and like do, are there many students in the united states that practice this kind of music or is this kind of a europe specific thing
2: no it's so it's concentrated in different ways and a lot of people might have learned through this Kodai approach without even knowing it so i assume both of you had like general music when you were in grade school yeah did you ever learn solfege
1: what what is that exactly like did,
2: when you learned where you taught with like do re mi fa so, la, yeah and like T ta T ta for rhythms yeah yeah that's kodai wow yeah so he had you know the well that's what the american white ladies did to kodai but basically the whole <laughs> philosophy was appropriate behind that. it and then it became like a method in the 60s but i still adhere more to just the general philosophy but it's using solfege which is again the major scale of Revi, Fa Sol, La Tito, um, to read melodies and it uses what's called movable dough. So, again, when you were learning, did you learn that C was always dough? Or that dough could be any note?
1: Um, I would think any note. I don't exactly remember.
2: Right. So you learned movable dough, solfege. Anyway, really effective and kind of intuitive way to learn how to read melodies and rhythms. And so, like I said, it's like very concentrated in certain public school systems and it really just depends on the teacher. So the biggest like um ideologies behind music education are the Kodai method, the orf method and then the Suzuki method, which Matt was telling me he did, um which applies mostly to piano and violin, but for singing based education it's Kodai and orf and this other one called Dalcroze. But anyway, not important, I did Kodai.
1: That is incredible. that's I-
0: sweet actually. <laughs> I don't I did not learn music as a child so that was all like really totally you didn't me.
2: have a single class
0: No I never took like any type of music classes or anything like that so
2: And that's the other issue and that I will get on a soapbox about so I'll Do try it. not to climb too high but the fact that you know these arts programs are disappearing and I mm-hmm. that was ended up doing a presentation on it after I finished my masters because it is like this arts education is so integral to raising human beings you know beyond just like the material that they're learning um mm. and like the fact that you didn't have music in the schools breaks my heart but that was yeah. part of the whole Kodai philosophy and argument was like this needs to be in schools you know in some capacity so anyway well, i
0: agree with that actually just like just like the general vibrations and anything that that music puts off like I could assume that'd be good for just children like learning just like life skills and things that can help them later in life and stuff. Mm
2: -hmm. So, Well, and a lot of my um, research was in just like the cultural element Mm -hmm. of like learning the music of different cultures and the understanding that leads to between children and Mm -hmm. appreciating other walks of life and all that. Um, But yeah, I guess your original question was then you were a music teacher. So yes, I then, went on like i said i never wanted to teach kids but sure enough like my first job out of school was teaching elementary school i lasted for two and a half months before i, was like, I gotta get out of here man and i did because i'm really good at quitting jobs and um, cheers <laughs> yeah so yeah i taught for like one semester but at the same time i was the director of music at a church down there and i did that For a year and then i got hired doing high school band and middle school band as well at the same time but that was like a temporary gig
1: like marching band or concert band
2: both and jazz band so i had the whole gamut of the bands and that was a learning experience you taught marching too taught marching slash pep or whatever symphony band jazz band um and then the middle schoolers
1: awesome. It was really fucking wow. loud. I believe so you. Loud. That's like a lot um, of that stuff. that has nothing to do with music, though. That's like, it's like just leadership and like guiding skills.
2: Well, that's when I got hired. I was like at a party, like trying to tell my friends. I was like, I I've never conducted a band in my life. What am I gonna do? I can't believe they hired me. And she was like, think of it like management. It's literally project management. You gotta like tell the kids because you know the music and they can do the instruments because they're old enough. And I was like, okay. And so that's exactly how I took it on but again i was more of a choir person so the band was like kind of an assault to my music or um, nervous system and so i'm glad that was temporary um and basically after that got taken on to conduct with the san francisco boys Chorus because this was all out in california and my choir was predominantly like six seven eight-year-old boys and then i taught music theory to the ones that were a little bit older and did that for a little while until i didn't
1: that is yeah. awesome <laughs> so all this in california what uh what brings you to nashville
2: so about i want to say the august bef- so august 2000 in would that have been 2018 before- dogs yeah august 2018 i remember i just had this like thought out of nowhere that was like this time next year i'm not gonna live here anymore and i was totally loving california and so i had no idea where it was coming from but I guess when I moved out there, I had, like, this vague five-year plan in my head. Like, I didn't think it was going to be forever. Um, I think I, in the back of my mind, I kind of thought I would do five years and then move elsewhere to go get my doctorate degree so I could then teach music in college. But obviously, based on this donut book I have sitting in front of me, things really took a turn. Um, and so all of 2019, I had just quit my job with the – closer to the mic is that what you're saying yeah yeah okay i'll be real close Uh, i had just quit my job with the san francisco boys chorus to do food um pretty much full time and then some and was just getting this like gut sense like i gotta it's time to go like i need something else and i will add i was living in a 200 square foot studio apartment in oakland california that was costing me more than a mortgage so Yeah, and at yeah. the same time, kind of all my friends kind of were like dispersing from the area, and it just like I had this sense I had to go, so I basically got on a plane every month last year to explore a new city, see where I wanted to end up.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, That's really cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. A, I'm pretty privileged that I had that kind of flexibility to just like go check it out. Um, and it was kind of down between Austin and Nashville because I wanted somewhere that had like a really thriving music scene as well as a food scene because like I'm not done with music, you know, I still want to
3: yeah.
2: have it in me in some way um, and work in music. And then I went to Austin and it was fun. It's like I'm not I'm not living in Austin. It's to Texas. It's a whole different <laughs> way of life out there. So it was just a no brainer to come to Nashville so to make this long story even longer, I went back east to stay with my family for like three months last year because they were dealing with some stuff. So I drove from California back to Connecticut. And then this past January, I drove from Connecticut to here. And here I am.
1: Right on. <laughs> Nashville, <laughs> yeah. Tennessee.
2: And I have been in my apartment the whole time since because the world is ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> managed to meet these guys because they're five minutes down the road.
1: Cheers. <laughs> so uh, thank with, you news.
0: With all the uh places that you went to, obviously you liked Austin and Nashville the best. Besides those two cities, what were some of your like favorite places that you, like most memorable places that you went to that you liked the most? I guess, you
2: I, guess I wasn't like super strongly considering anywhere else other than Austin and Nashville cuz I traveled, you know, pretty extensively around the country, mm-hmm. but uh I went to San Diego which I absolutely hated. It might be like my least favorite city in America. And you can take that to the bank. I'm not taking that back. Place is a shithole. Hell yeah. Um,
1: What's so bad about San Diego?
2: I've never seen so many brothels in broad daylight. Like, <laughs> oh I, and I tell that to people and they're like, where in San Diego are you? I was like, I, you tell me. <laughs> and also I'm like, I'm not a beach person. I'm way more like a woods person. So yeah, San Diego is a lot of beach. And, um, Where else I go? I'm, you know, I looked at L.A. Just kind of maybe because the industry. I just don't see myself in L.A. Don't want to live in New York. I kind of thought about Florida, but. Fuck Florida. There's absolutely no culture in Florida. I love the weather. You're
0: right about that. There's, Dude, there's
1: all the... Co- this just hasn't been discovered but yet. Fuck Florida. Dude, I live Dude. in
0: Florida. That's my least favorite place I've ever lived 50 years Orlando.
1: from now, we'll be looking back on the Florida culture saying, man, those people Yeah, when it like it.
2: breaks off the handle yeah, of America.
1: <laughs> man, okay. we're, they'll, they'll have all their alligators and we'll be wishing we just... They just left us a few. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We need our fl- we need our Florida.
0: <laughs> no, dude, Florida. I could go without Florida. Don't, I'm not a fan of that. Where in place. Florida did you live? I lived in Orlando, Disney World. That, I mean, I, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I never fucking went to Disney World. Fuck Disney World. That's it's not that happy. You've never gone. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Okay, Disney World's a good time. Universal. No.
1: It is a good time. Screaming,
2: crying World. kids <laughs> waiting in line and sweating. And fast pass, shit. pass fuck dude. That. Yeah, seriously, you are. Yeah. Mm.
0: A bunch of Mickey, crying ass babies? And
1: Mickey shit. Mouse and Buzz Lightyear now Star Wars fucking Avatar, dude. What about
0: that fucking fight at Toontown that we watch? I don't <laughs> want to see shit like that happen.
1: That's a that's in California, bro. It's true. It's Disneyland. Disneyland? <laughs> yeah,
2: Disneyland's a different game. Like Disney World is infinitely better. I did not than know Disneyland. there was a Facts. Oh my god.
0: Disneyland, Disney World. So Disney World's like the main Florida location, and like
1: I think Disneyland was first. It was
2: first, and it's like not even. It's probably. 15% of the size of Disney World oh,
1: okay, yeah
0: okay I you. Gotcha.
2: Well, and that well, isn't that's... clearly you were not going to every country in Epcot <laughs> <laughs> on a I've world tour out... in one day Dude,
0: I've never been to uh, that's I've how you travel the world States, actually. you just go
1: to Florida
2: you've never been out of the
0: US I'm not I've oh my cl- god yeah.
2: well I've you're ever... not gonna be for quite a while <laughs> yeah, sir I <laughs> but <laughs> I wish you the best when the world yeah. opens again
0: but, but uh <laughs> sorry you know, the closest I've been is like up to Niagara Falls so like right there but that's stupidest
2: attraction in the northern hemisphere I
0: agree. <laughs> it was half oh frozen my. When it's I saw father
2: it. like this is great because it's father's day my dad and i have this like running inside joke about the time we went to niagara falls and because we you know he would take me on all his business trips as a kid and like we're like he's like all right we got to go to niagara falls so we're driving up to toronto and we get there and we both are just like this is it this is niagara falls it's just a waterfall with like all this amusement park attraction around <laughs> it and maybe i'm the only one who thinks that but i do not get the glory and the beauty that everyone talks about i can hard pass
1: i really enjoy well i've only been there once but i have i have sat and watched several youtube videos oh. of this but i when i was there i really really enjoyed watching it and listening to the tour guide tell stories of people going over the falls
0: in a barrel
2: i was gonna say you better say the barrels because that's the only fun what part exciting
0: as fuck yeah. I don't think I would do it. What but that's pretty inclines cool. you to get in a fucking barrel and hurl yourself over a waterfall? I think day.
1: bragging rights. Fucking Guinness Book kind of World of fucking
0: Records. Fucking die. You can't brag about shit. What is the?
2: What's the record? <laughs> what is the record? <laughs> living?
1: <Has> anyone? Yeah. <laughs> How many times <laughs>
0: has anyone actually ever like lived though?
1: Yeah, dude. While you're while you're looking that I'm up, look that my up. brother made some kind of like cross country, or I guess went from I guess Alabama to Maine. And when they were going up north, they stopped by Niagara Falls. And he showed me this video of one of his buddies. Are there, there are like bridges that go over the river that lead to the falls, right? I guess one of his buddies had climbed off this bridge and had gotten in the river before. Already insane, but he's in the water. And I guess he was like swimming around in like one of the barricades built by this bridge. And like there was like the, the Mounties or whatever you call it, the Canadian cops trying to pull him out. And like it was gnarly. My brother said that they had to deal with the cops in Canada, but I think they got away safe. Oh
2: my God. Canadian cops. Canadian we, cops. Is that a taboo word? We can't talk about the cops.
3: <laughs> the
1: cops. I'll I'll the just go. I saw some article that said that um the but damn I I I wish it was more red on this, but the guy that the Buffalo police pushed down, the, the, uh, old guy, that, or that guy is serious that oh, is yeah. seriously He's, fucked up yeah, and that those dudes are now like as as of what I read today again like I should do more research I just see things on Facebook and I say them
0: fake news Facebook fake news I saw that but I'll say it I'll say it
1: anyways but those those dudes apparently got out and like are are on bail Mm
3: -hmm.
1: fucking crazy
0: so there has been multiple people who have survived the
1: (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) is it about
0: is like a kid he was seven he was in a life jacket Holy shit. Yes. And then Kirk Jones, he accomplished the feat in two thousand three, like he was intentionally trying to, I think the first kid, he didn't probably his dumbass parents let let go of his ass. Do you just build a
1: Do you think you just build a contraption? You know what I think. What if you just build a metal like a submarine type thing? And it's it's very, very strong, made out of steel, and the inside of it is just pillows. Pillows yeah. for days, like a bodysuit of pillows, and you just get in there and you're strapped up. And you just go over the falls.
2: I mean, is the impact the issue here? I I would think it's the drowning. You hit a fucking
0: rock in that thing, the pillows ain't gonna do shit. It's gonna fucking just like, crack it.
1: But you're fucked no matter what. If your body hits that, you're fucked too.
0: You're fucked all the way around. I don't know why anyone wants to do this shit. Like, I mean, for bragging rights or not, it's like, oh, you're going in your uh neighborhood and you see your uh, neighbor working on something in the garage. You're like, oh, hey, Bill, what are you working on? He's like, I'm going to go over the fucking Niagara Falls in this thing I'm building. What do you think about that?
2: No, <laughs> hey, Bill, that sounds
0: fucking stupid. Like, no, that does not sound like something I would want to do or pour my time into you
1: might hurt your neighbor's feelings he, he might be super excited about his project and go over there and tell him tell him something <laughs> he's gonna
0: fucking die so. oh my gosh um so oh. you were talking about that donut the book um uh you were saying something about um i forgot what it was when you got here about it you're saying something um god damn it i've now
1: it's that you you're a fish fan Ow. fair to yeah, say it was it
0: a was fishing yeah sorry i like totally yeah. spaced
2: about that um well because the i wouldn't like okay how does one identify as a fish fan right because i feel like there's a spectrum there you
1: have to there's have been no to fish. at least 30 shows or else you're a pussy yeah, <laughs> you cannot be a fish exactly. fan. i've not
2: been to 30 fish shows by any means but <laughs> no like, i'm more just like entertained by the concept of fish than yeah. i am like the music because i do not sit down and like i I don't know. It's just like I don't like, love it. Yeah.
3: Um.
2: But I, they definitely do this like intersection of food and music thing, and I, I love the goofiness of the whole mm-hmm. charade. Um. But basically, like knowing of their whole Baker's dozen concert. So, I was reading an article like months back when I started working on this book, like knowing of the Baker's dozen thing that at that whole run at Madison Square Garden they had actually written to a donut baker who was this she was a legit, like, fish fan. What is the correct name for a fish fan again? Just a fi- A fisher. A fisherman. Yeah. Incorrect. <laughs> just a fisherman just a fan. is correct. should be. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, I do, know the, I do know the fan is the PH, which is so funny, but... um And that, how they call it, like, fan mail. Yeah. Real good. They know how to run a cult, but... um, <laughs> Basically, they, they like <laughs> they had reached out to this donut baker, and they got her to come and bake donuts for all the PH fans and for the whole thirteen night. And it was like her dream come true. So I was like, "Federal
0: is the federal uh, something donut company. I forgot what it was." 'Cause they gave out the donuts every night at the show. That's what I mean. Yeah. And
2: I mean, how many donuts did this girl Probably have to lot. make is crazy. But um a lot.
1: there was like are talking about the Baker's Dozen shows? Yeah, yeah. It was like a certain like the cer- certain number of first people in the door, right, yeah. got donuts.
0: Yeah, that's how it went. Still. Yeah.
2: But I thought that was real cool and I thought maybe they could use a copy of my cookbook, so now they have one.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. That so that is awesome. Maybe at the next fish festival we'll see um. Damn, what the, what's the name of the peppermint donut again? <laughs>
2: the grasshopper pie donut. The grasshopper no pie.
0: Why? Do you, why? Why name it grasshopper pie?
2: <laughs> have you ever had grasshopper pie? No. Oh God, have you even ain't heard living. about that. It's it's like a chocolate mint pie situation.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, no, that's what the donuts are. But.
0: Ah, okay, I got you. Yeah, I saw that the reference on the back. It said the donut and bolt thing.
2: Keep oh. referencing that part. I didn't write. Yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> copywriter did. Yeah. So let's just do the elevator pitch, right? It is 60 plus, which honestly it's more like 80 um, donuts that are entirely baked and not fried and that are easy because it's called the Easy Baked Donut Cookbook, which again is my publisher's choice of title. And you can make them in a pan or a donut maker. And then there's chapters for sweet or obviously sweet donuts, like all the classics. Then there's all the fancier donuts. There's a savory donut chapter. There's a do like a dog treat donut there's like donut desserts where you can make bread puddings and other weird things out of donuts so it's got the whole hole as an h-o-l-e whole shebang pun it's got lots of puns that it does <laughs> they t-
1: cool. and they taste amazing thank you they melt in your mouth <laughs>
0: but um so your other two books are you like in the private are they are they already written or are you in the process of writing they'd be the
2: done day? i wrote three books in five months because that's cow. what isolating I yourself will do for you.
1: <laughs> so this time in, in sorry, in this time in COVID you've done that?
2: I wrote so donuts I wrote because it goes through stages, so you have to write it and then it has to pass through like four or five different stages of editing and then it goes to design. And that's the one thing I have nothing to do with how they do the layout or the photos or anything, which has been really hard because I'm a control freak when it comes to my work. So like to see you just do not know what they're going to do, but I love what they did with this one. Um, anyway, I wrote this at the end between mid-December and mid-February, which was also while I was moving to Nashville. So that was just like insane because this was by far the most involved one to write. Mm-hmm. And then I started book two, which is called The One Pot Casserole Cookbook. Um, that comes out August 11th. And it's all one-pot meals, and you better believe I wanted to publish that under the name The One Pot Thought, and my editor said no, and that's so disappointing to me. But that, that's fire. It, that is it, awesome. Can you just, just One Pot Thought? That would have been my pseudonym. it's a very grabby title. That's amazing. That's like what I'm saying. Attention. I would
1: click on that. <laughs> cool. I would buy that.
2: Precisely. But no, it's The One Pot Castle Cookbook by me, Sarah Mellis, and that comes out August 11th. I wrote that between – I think I started that mid February, um, finished it beginning of April. And literally, the day I finished writing it, I got my third deal, which is a breakfast cookbook. And that comes out mid September. And I, that was the one I wrote during COVID, which was hard because, you know, testing all these recipes, I have like a truckload of food um, that I make every day. And it was like having to try to not let it all go to waste when I was isolated. So,
1: anyway. That is an amazing problem to you should have. have. Left plates outside of your it's house. It's really not um, straight up.
2: Well, because usually, like I will, I'll just bring it to like the gym or wherever I end up that day. And I couldn't do that, so I don't think I brought you guys any of the breakfast stuff. I wasn't hanging here yet, but it, we got rid of it some way. <laughs> right
1: on.
0: Uh, I felt I felt bad uh, when you're uh, you're saying you're gonna bring something. I was like, oh, I don't want you to feel obligated to do it. And Will was Uh-oh. like, I think that's her thing, man. I think she she <laughs> likes it. doing that. He gets it.
2: So. I don't show up empty handed. You guys are doing me a favor, and also like I have to. It's just everywhere I go. Well,
1: well, I it's it's super appreciated. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. What Likewise. um so well, like what kind of breakfast stuff? Are we talking like like pancakes, <laughs> like scrambled eggs.
2: I mean I don't know what Keishes. kind of <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, how like, yeah, so breakfast breakfast. stuff like breakfast. It's my favorite meal too. So I was stoked about this book. It's the shorter book. So it's going to be called the quick and easy breakfast cookbook. Um, And it's just more like on the quicker, easier side as the name would (laughs) because That needed explanation. Um, So there's a chapter. There's four chapters. The first one is like grab and go. So it's stuff you can make ahead and just like go on the run. Um, There's one called morning moments which is stuff that can be made in 15 minutes and i shit you not my editor was like let's call this one morning quickies and i was like
1: but one what well, one stop thought i was like
2: rebecca listen to yourself talk and she's like okay it's like let's call it morning moments and be, be a little more pc here um <laughs> But who knows we're trying to sell books here and then the last one is like weekend where they god this freaking i don't make up these names guys this is the publisher i just write the books and <laughs> oh um god. but i'm really excited about that book because i just this editor was real cool and she just let me write whatever i wanted so cool. it's you know book comedy in your cookbook and with your breakfast yeah. <laughs> so. Absol- absolutely
1: absolutely yeah,
0: yeah. oh sorry we'll go ahead um but uh so I, I'm curious like when they do like all the uh, the aesthetics like on the outside and everything they don't get any of your opinion whatsoever they're just like we're gonna soon like do this straight up yeah I'm and
2: that's the f- th- I you know I don't want to sound like I'm throwing shade or anything but yeah. that is the nature of the publisher I'm working with mm-hmm. so I agreed to work with them you know be it, it's like my first set of books and to get three is awesome and I'm really grateful for it but they have very data-driven approach to what they're doing um which is great because it sells books and whatnot but you know at at some level you want it to kind of align with your brand and luckily you know this is a very on-brand cover of the donut book i just saw the casserole book cover and i hate it so much like and i had to say something i was like i hate this cover guys and
1: can you describe it or is that it's
2: so the recipe they put on the cover is the taco casserole which is a great choice of recipe but the food styling is just like not as clean as i would have done it um because like i said like i am a food stylist so it's like i really wanted to do it but they have their whole team and then they have this big ass blue stripe just covering the pot and it says the one pot casserole cookbook and i'm like what's What's with the blue stripe? What's with the sloppy casserole? Like? <laughs> and, but nope, I guess it's going to sell with how they have it. So I'm kind of, I've seen the internal photos for the breakfast cookbook and I'm, I'm pleased with those, but I don't know what the cover is going to look like. And I haven't seen the other photos in the casserole book. So,
0: so it's just like when you get it, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. They it's, made this. It's Sorry. A really with it. It. Do
1: you take pitches for your book?
2: Uh, I'm not None of my photos are in them, but I take all the photos that are on my website and my Instagram. Right um, But I'm not by any means a professional photographer, so I would totally want someone else to do the photos. I just wish I could do the styling, cause that's my Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Next book.
1: <laughs> Have you ever uh, taken like a, like an outside suggestion <laughs> or a recipe?
2: All the time, all the time. Can't wait to hear what toss do you want? Will's
1: There's something that I've been making, and I'm really proud of it. It's it's a breakfast you. <laughs> Why do you laugh? <laughs>
2: this sounds like it's gonna be fire. You, I just can't wait
1: to hear it. <laughs> you, do, you get a piece of bread, and you you actually have to get two pieces of bread, and you cut oh. out you cut a square out of one of the pieces of bread, and you you and you butter you butter one side, and you put it on a pan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where this is going. And you
1: crack an egg, and you put it inside. You put some cheese in there, and then you drop some ham or some like some bacon bits or whatever. And then you put the square back on and then you have like almost like a breakfast pastry of bread. You cook it all all back together.
2: You're making a toad in a hole, which is a piece of toast with the hole cut out and the egg in the center. Yes. But you're making like a sandwich out of it with cheese and ham and bacon or whatever.
1: Yes. I didn't create this. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well we're gonna make it after we stop recording so, yes. in this big ass kitchen you've got that you don't use um, breakfast sandwiches w- yeah I mean there is um, a Texas toad in the hole in the book which is like what you describe, but with garlic bread chef's kiss Ooh. that sounds really good. Cool. Uh, <laughs>
1: garlic bread's
0: thick you can fit multiple eggs inside that
2: yeah it's triple c's thick that's exactly the deal so
0: like the egg infiltrates like into the bread like it it's a little bit Yes. <laughs> no
2: it stays in the hole oh, so you've got like hole. a fried egg in the center of your bread
0: yes mm-hmm. you should hear what will actually eats for breakfast every morning it's just cra- no it's i the think same- it's cool it's, oh, interesting. it's simple What's here? It. it's called co- the crack and egg thing it's simple it's oh, like oh yeah, those no, yeah i wasn't oh I was the stuff serious. that's
2: like with the eggs in the grocery store <laughs> that you stir in like microwave yes i've never had one of those but i look at them every time i buy eggs which is every day
1: they're they're good like it's if you just need something fast but like like i don't know i think eggs are somewhat healthy just yeah eat that and like pretty pretty quickly Live by the bacon and die by the bacon. <laughs> That's right. <Yes>. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs>
0: but are My you goodness. so are you working on any uh current like projects in your bu- books or anything? Because you said you're done with those the set of three, right?
2: Yeah, I still have editing to do. Yeah. Um actually the third book just passed through another stage of editing, but I'm trying to like also simultaneously enjoy the fact that I've got like three books debuting this summer, right? Yeah. Um That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's I mean an, it was a it was a bummer because the week that this guy came out which was just two weeks ago june 2nd if covid didn't happen it was supposed to be the country music fest in downtown nashville and i had the book release party scheduled at parnassus which is um a really well-known independent bookstore in downtown so i was like this is gonna be awesome i'm gonna have all these donuts in the middle of downtown there's gonna be a music festival going on i was supposed to like go back on tv and do it and it was just and then you know the Black Lives Matter movement is obviously like needs to be happening. I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but it was like the week that like literally June second, the day this came out was the day that social media blacked out. So uh, I couldn't even like. And again, absolutely. amplifying voices, but I was like, what a day absolutely. to have a book come out, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. um, it's been a little delayed, but it I, it made me realize like it doesn't really make a difference. Mm-hmm. So it, when I celebrate, so. But yeah, it was a very memorable book release. That's for sure.
1: We had, we were thinking about launching the podcast around that same time, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Again, great, super important to Amplify Voices, and this is an, a super important movement, but I I feel that a little bit.
2: It was just, you know, I'm, nothing like this has ever happened. like, has social or the internet just been totally, oh, literally it's, blacked it's out, it's but awesome. taken over, and it, it's, it is so cool, but it, who could, I mean, who could have thought anything in 2020 was going to happen? Shit, man. For sure, but...
0: It's a shit fire and it's still going more and more. Come on. Bring yeah. it.
1: Um, but we, I mean, we, we should touch on like the movement going on. Like it's Black Lives Matter movement is um as much as maybe it may see. It's not the black. What was the blackout like two weeks ago? June 2nd. Yeah. And then like, but the the conversation shouldn't stop after like. However long, like a social media cycle lasts, which isn't long at all, especially these days. Well, Absolutely. and that's what's rad.
2: I don't think it is ending. You know, people oh, have yeah. been really. There is something different about this with this one, and um Agreed. You know, and I think that's due to a variety of factors. But I think real change is going to be incited this year on so many levels, yeah. like humanitarian levels, political levels, and needs to happen. It just hurts going through it. Yeah. Um, but I think we're pretty lucky that. It hurts a lot more for some than others. So yeah,
3: very true.
1: Isn't it such a crazy contrast that in the times that is that we're uh that are supposed to be quarantining and be in our houses and we have this crazy pandemic going on that we also that there's also these protests going on at the same time. Yeah. Shit shit's been fucked up for a long time. Like I don't think anybody can negate that as far as looking at your Facebook videos. But like and like maybe maybe fuck me for saying this, but a little bit interesting that it's happening right now.
2: Oh, I don't think it's a coincidence at all. No. And I'm not well, this is actually probably a good segue into like talking about my next project, and I don't mean to get all like woo weird, but I'm no, get on my witch shit sometimes oh, and i you know, witching hour, better, think, better watch out. Let it rip. People throw all sorts of looks towards astrology and I'm not talking about horoscopes here, I'm talking about like the actual planetary transits and and what's going on in the big cosmic space right now is like this is of course happening like it just makes total sense that this is happening and the similar planetary transits have preceded lots of global shifts in the past so Mm.
1: so do you mean like like end of the world type thing no <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: you mean like 2012 when the world ended and they got it
1: wrong it was 20
3: 2021
2: <laughs> <laughs> no but true story like 2012 or whatever when the world was supposed to end like a lot of stuff did happen Then i'm like i can kind of see how like if you were 3,000 years behind how like if you were like looking into the future maybe you thought the world was ending like i don't know there's With maybe Hallie
0: read that read it read that kind of stuff huh like because don't they like read astrological like planetary alignments and stuff and that's how they kind of get
2: make no mistake i think that was all horseshit that they like (laughs) thought the world was ending but it wasn't like the most normal year right anyway what was the question
0: (laughs) oh you're we're talking about your book well your next project no before that you Uh, said
2: something about
1: please help me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember
2: good podcast um oh just what was going on in terms of planets yeah no it's just like when the planets do certain things you know each planet god someone get me a crystal ball and some sage when i (laughs) that's how i feel when i start talking about this shit. but it's like certain planets control certain aspects of the universe and right now we have all sorts of stuff going retrograde which means like tapping into the past like addressing unaddressed issues and um no it's just it from my understanding it's like yeah this is definitely supposed to be happening and it's inevitable mm-hmm. so
0: is it kind of like how they say like p- people's like tensions or are, are like tensions are higher when like certain planets are aligned or something like that yeah okay. it's
2: it has dumbing to me it down for me
0: sorry that's what I'm no i mean and
2: again i'm like totally amateur at this stuff but behind the science behind it all but i think it's like that's why i hate when people are all like your sign your horoscope i'm like guys that's like not it at all it's like the actual study of like how things are transpiring and how people are interconnected blah 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 Uh so i won't get too much on that but to joking about this witch stuff i guess i can tell you about the next thing i'm working on yeah um because we were chatting i was saying it like combines food and music so i am working on a new book and it is called enter sandwiches um, and it is about a band of baking witches. It's a children's book. Here, this is not for adults. <laughs> awesome. Um, but I I really oh, want for adults. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted. You know, it got me thinking, and like obviously quarantine, like having so much time to think about things. Um, and I got thinking how much because not that I don't want to, like, I don't want to teach kids anymore, but I do love kids. They're goofy. Wanted to write something for kids. Um, so I just had this idea for a book called Enter Sandwiches, which is obviously a Metallica reference. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I'm not, like, a huge Metallica fan, but that said, it's witches that bake, and they're in a baking band, and they tour the country in their van halen and they oh, feed
0: day, sick
3: awesome. i will buy this book <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is and, not a kid's book
2: okay oh, <laughs> it is. For me, um, but basically they go around baking by day in their like touring van and then they go to different cities around america and they feed hungry people by night and i'm really trying to get it picked up so that like a proceed of the books can go towards these organizations that mm-hmm. make sure people aren't hungry um so just to like i guess a teaser for this book that will come out of way in the future because i'm still in the very beginning stages but instead of you know like lars kirk james and robert of metallica it's laura kirsten robin and jamiah of the sandwiches that is and awesome. Then awesome they have a black cat called Snowblind, also known as snazzy who is obviously the feline ozzy osbourne and amazing <laughs> so it's, needless to say like i don't feel like i work because i'm literally just watching like reruns of the osbornes doing my research <laughs> and um what about
0: their show that they had like a family what was that called
2: that's the osbornes oh, and it's, oh, it's just fantastic called okay, okay, I got you. Uh, Sharon. i <laughs> <laughs> i fucking hate all of you but i love you more than life itself <laughs> fuck off <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I have this total obsession with Ozzy Osbourne and so it's just been really fun to like Same. insert all these um totally obscure like heavy metal rock references into it um, and even like the cats, snozzy, like how the Osbournes have like so many animals like in the book he's got like a pack of rats that he is in charge of and it's just really like, cool <laughs> just like let my imagination do whatever the fuck it wants and like write this book that will hopefully you know but also it can't be too You know, even if you don't get the references, I really still hope that kids, because what kind of kid is going to get these references, right? So I want it to be like good for their parents if they happen to be like, you know, ex-rockers, but um, also just like a good book to read. So it's been fun, and it has recipes in it. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of some of the stuff I brought you guys today is like testing recipes for the book as well. Ooh,
1: (laughs) rock and roll recipes.
2: Rock and roll. That's pretty cool. Yep. that's pretty
0: interesting. How did that? All right. So I'm curious about like, um. So obviously you don't just write cook or do you, what do you like to write anything else besides cookbooks? Do you have like a certain like proclivity proclivity to towards other type of genres or anything like that?
2: Well, that's kind of what I'm breaking off into because obviously these are cookbooks, but I was fine. I've always loved to write and have done some writing, Mm -hmm. but I guess when I say I love to write, like writing feels like work, like it's hard for me to write, but once I do it, it you know it feels great it's just definitely like i gotta sit down it's not as easy for me it's just cooking um because yeah. i can do that for hours or just playing music but i think it's really important to like synthesize your thoughts and communicate. and i guess that's like where the education part of my mm-hmm. personality comes in it's like i want to be able to synthesize these thoughts and communicate them to others because how is it so it can be of value to other mm-hmm. people um and was having a lot of fun like writing the more because each recipe you know has like a little story or whatever and then i just decided like why not try to write something more like i really enjoy writing books so and i have these weird stories in my head so Mm. put them down yeah
1: that's pretty cool that is awesome (laughs) what uh, what's your main instrument
2: voice right on so um because you you went to music school too right
1: i did i went to music business school
2: but in order to go you have to still play an instrument you had to audition no seriously
1: it's it's a business degree but it's got like an emphasis in the in the music industry at belmont university
2: yeah but so we had a music business major at my school as well um mm-hmm. but for it didn't matter unless you did performing arts management which was like the kids who wanted to be in music but couldn't like play anything uh, <laughs> like, so they uh, kind of got some, that
1: was cold <laughs> actually I'll, I'll retract that never mind okay
2: um but to get into the school you had to audition on either a classical or jazz voice or instrument and the closest thing I had going for me was classical voice so I ended up doing all this opera opera stuff wow. and ended up really falling in love with classical music even though I walked in and was like I work for the guitarist to kill switch engage and, and I got all these Fleetwood Mac songs in my bag and they're like no we're gonna we're gonna learn arias and learn opera and it um you know I mean the training on that is it takes so much. So it really did help me as a vocalist and just to learn a whole, you know, to learn classical music really strengthened my musicianship. Um, So yeah, voice. And then to graduate, you have to like take it X amount of piano classes, which I completely phoned it in on. And I wish I didn't. Um, I literally, (laughs) I found a loophole in the system, which is so something I would do. But I found out if you paid $40 a credit, You could go to the, like, bursar of the university and get your teacher to agree. And instead of taking the course, which is, like, how many hundreds of dollars of credit and your time, you could test out of it. Like, you could just take the final exam. Uh. So I paid $80, played the shittiest piano exam you have ever heard. And the teacher was such a pushover. He was, like can you just do it one more time for me and I just like (laughs) plunked out some stuff again he's like I guess you you get a C and so that's how I took piano and I moral of the story is I so wish I had actually learned how to play the piano because you know going out to get a job which is a little bit bullshit because they expect you to conduct and be an accompanist which is really two separate things um but they want to like save money on hiring just one person but I definitely like counted myself out of the running because I wasn't strong enough to accompany but that's my ho-hum spiel but yeah
1: so is the music school there is it do you do a um what do they call the uh the recitals um yeah that's what they're
2: called the recitals
1: but it's like a judging thing
2: so you do juries every semester you got to do your jury which is for me was always like three to five songs in three different languages and they are so nerve-wracking and then you do to graduate you have to do a recital and I was in the honors program, so I had to do like an even heavier duty recital. I had like six languages, and it just stressed me out beyond all belief, but we did it. And
1: what languages are you doing your operas in?
2: I, the teacher with whom I was working, was really into the bel canto, which is all the classic um, 19th century Italian music. So, I did a lot of Italian, but you have to do German, you have to do French, and because the whole Kodai education I was talking about at the beginning of this that all originated in Hungary so I did Hungarian um and then obviously you do English as well but English is the hardest language to sing in for sure
1: and I'm guessing the English might be the newest of the opera music
2: oh totally yeah Yeah. and it just doesn't Italian in my opinion at least it's easiest for me um and when we say opera you know we're It goes beyond just opera. It's art music as well. So like modern, like 21st, 20th century, just classical songs that never were in operas. They're meant to stand alone. Um, I did a set with guitar that was all Spanish songs. So, yeah.
1: Spanish opera?
2: No, Spanish art song. Okay. So, um, And also these songs, in order to meet the recital requirements, they have to be from different eras. So you have to have some stuff from the Baroque period, stuff from... The classical period stuff from the romantic period modern wow yeah it's a it's a fucking lot of work I, I believe i started it the august before my senior year and then gave the recital in april
0: that is awesome did you know what you were signing up for really or was it kind of like
2: when i signed up for college
0: Well, did you know you were going to have to do all that like were you ready <laughs> to do all that
2: i knew college was going like to be up a in degree front of,
0: like, juries, like what you're talking oh,
2: about oh yeah now. i mean you know okay. that you're going to have to do work and be assessed on it for sure yeah. It's um, just,
0: like, a bit different than, like, I don't know, like, a normal class or something like that. You know?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, and I don't know how you did it at Belmont, but it was, like, I was, like, 22 credits every semester because between your ensembles, it's totally not, like, normal school. Oh,
0: okay. But it's worth it. <laughs> can you speak any of those other languages or can you
2: just sing in them? I can pronounce all of them because that's... You also have to take classes on pronunciation. Mm. Um, Pretty well off in Italian because I went over there and did the thing, but... um. Yeah, I definitely can't speak German or any of that, but can conversate in Italian.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long did you live in Italy for?
2: I was only there for like half a year, but yeah, long enough.
0: Was it like a study abroad type thing that you did there or was it just like personal? You want to go over there? got
2: on a plane, found Uh. it. And it was actually really cool because I was doing like a homestay and Mm -hmm. I ended up like in this professor of, because I was in Bologna, which is Northern Italy and it's home to the oldest university in the world. Um. And there was a professor there and he rented out his room and his kids were actually students my age at the music conservatory there so it was like total serendipity and it ended up to lots of cool opportunities nice. so, yeah
1: that is awesome so
2: i'm saying the universe does its thing yeah
0: <laughs> so you, the cosmos
1: you briefly mentioned something about working for the guitarist of kill switch and yeah can you elaborate that on was that
2: my high school job i
1: oh my gosh
2: um Yeah, if you smile pretty when you're a little white girl in high school, you can get yourself some opportunities. (laughs) I learned that. So I, (laughs) you heard it here. Um, Yeah, so no, I I bartended in college and stuff, but I knew I wanted to be in the recording industry. Mm -hmm. um, Because I had a really rad um, high school music teacher who like sat me down. He was a no-nonsense, like total New England type of dude. He's like, okay, you want to do music you need a study wage and you need health insurance and I at that point had no desire to teach I was like god damn what am I gonna do to like pay my bills then because I didn't want to just be a performer um so I decided recording engineering would be the way to go and Adam D of Killswitch and Gades has a studio about 45 minutes from where I grew up and so I like one day walked in and was like this is what I want to do can I hang and they're like do you want to be the office girl it's like yeah so i (laughs) did that for a year
1: that is awesome what did did you get to any cool stories from
2: that it was really boring i learned how to solder like a (laughs) a motherfucker (laughs) oh here's my cool story i never wore goggles so one day i was like soldering the amps together and got solder in my eyeball and
1: you you do amp work
2: it's been a while I wouldn't trust me with your hand right now, but I love to solder. It was like meditation for me. So I would like do all the wires with my hot iron and then got solder in my eye and oh. somehow can still see, um, kind of. Um, and yeah, a lot of cool bands would come through and just getting to meet them and like go on. I was basically the intern. So I just like went on, got sandwiches for them and stuff. And yeah.
1: That is awesome. <laughs> Man.
2: Then totally changed.
1: That That's like the dream gig for like every kid at Belmont. Really? Yes. That's funny. Absolutely. That's super awesome. Thank you. So um, going from, so this is, that was all in California.
2: No, that, so that was, I grew up in Massachusetts, lived okay. in Vermont for a year, which was, that's I guess how the whole fish thing came about. <laughs> um, actually went to the same boarding school as, Joe Perry from Aerosmith. That's like my trivia knowledge. I love Aerosmith. I love Aerosmith too. So that was like, yes, Joe Perry went here to this godforsaken boarding school on that. Um, but then went home, finished high school in Massachusetts, went to do my undergrad that we were just talking about in Connecticut. And then California was grad school, stayed there for five years. And now we're in Nashville. It's uh, my life trajectory. So, uh, I've,
1: uh, that you've, so you've, you've been all over the place. You've mm-hmm. cross country.
2: Yeah. That is awesome. You get bored.
1: So have, I've asked a few of the guests that have spent time in California this. Um, having been a, been around music and worked in music on the West Coast, in Northern California, how does that compare to Nashville? Or maybe Austin, the, the, this side of the country?
2: Yeah, um, Nashville's totally unique. I mean, and it's been a long time coming for me to come out here, but and I will say Northern California, where I was in San Francisco, is a whole different game than Southern California and Los Angeles. Um Los Angeles is, you know, it's more actors and models. And this was kind of a shock when I came here because I thought I was going to hit the ground running in Nashville and just be surrounded by chops for days. Like everyone who's a musician can tread. I learned real quick that there's a lot of, excuse me, wannabes out here. And I was like, oh, okay. So musicians are to Nashville as actors and models are to Los Angeles. Ah. Where it's like, yeah, there's definitely some legit talent but for every legitimately talented person there's three others that are like i'm gonna make it yeah and it's like eh, you're not that good <laughs> so that's kind of what i i mean but needless to say i've been blown away by a lot of the talent out here um but there's definitely some people like you sound exactly the same as the next person or hey you like i had i went to a bar one night and i had a guy mansplain me the circle of fists like it was so like <laughs> What? like he was talking about like how he's really into music theory and I'm like down to talk about music theory so I was like let's go like yeah so and I can't even remember he was like explaining it like he barely had an understanding he's like so you have this one note right <laughs> oh my and god and he's like and then a fifth above it and I was like is this gonna happen like I think it's gonna happen and he gave me the most rudimentary like explanation at the circle of fist, And I was like okay bro I'm gonna leave now you know like, like good one
1: <laughs> good shot this the
2: biggest turn off i've ever had in my life <laughs> thank you uh, so i went home and i texted all my girlfriends for musical i was like you never believe what this motherfucker just did <laughs> so, what
1: what what bar was that can you say
2: oh god was it i think it was at like um what's it called the monday night whiskey crawl
1: is that one of those writers around bars
2: it is it's like every uh, why can't I think of what it's called? It's what? like a big Nashville thing. It's like the Whiskey Jam. Whiskey whi- Jam.
1: What is that? Is it called the Whiskey Jam? The venue? I've never been. I've heard of it. No, though.
2: I think that's the event. Whiskey Jam's the event, and then it it's at just one of the Midtown bars. Winners Bar, maybe.
1: When that sounds accurate. Yeah. Dude, I've heard I've heard of Whiskey Jam, and I've never been. But it looks like all of the all of the music. It looks like it's all very tight and well put together, and it looks like. All of the very best and kindest people in Nashville all gather around in that place and all just have merriment <laughs> and all just enjoy how fantastic they are. Oh, you're all,
0: you're doing great, sweetie. Don't worry.
2: But that was kind of the thing because I like, that was one of my first weeks in Nashville and I went down. I was like, wow, Nashville is everything they say it's going to be. Like, these people are wearing the cowboy boots and these girls oh, are ruined. God. And, I mean it's like I've never seen so many beards and it was really I I, I, I am not complaining it's uh, a good time actually but there I mean it's not to say there isn't some talent there it was a guy that night who can also made me realize how many of these big stars I have their songs written by them for them by just true that I guess that's what a writer's sound is and it was yep. Um, the guy who wrote Garth Brooks what's it called ask me how I know he mm. came and played it and it's like cool you know, like, very yeah. cool. That's cool. so um it's cool to see what happens behind all these people as well because mm-hmm. yeah and i don't for a second think that i'm saying there's not that i think there's so much talent here it really the best of the best are out here but you just kind of got to find it
0: uh, i agree with your comparison earlier actually i thought that was great like how the actor thing you know Oh, mm-hmm. there's one good one, but there's like, I think it's more than three, probably like 10 that aren't that great behind the one good one. Sure, you know.
2: For sure. Um, but, and they're saying that Nashville is like the LA of the South, which I guess is true. And it's funny when I came out here cause I flew out here when I was apartment scouting over the summer and I was like in the airport. Oh God. Remember airports? <laughs> when are we going to see those again?
3: I miss <laughs> um, the airport.
2: But I like couldn't, the signs were all not projecting correctly and I couldn't find my gate. And the, then I saw a guy in a full denim suit wearing AirPods. I was like, that shit's going to Nashville. <laughs> that <and> shit's going <laughs> to right down sure was. Um, so, yeah, that was a good time over the summer when we could travel.
1: So do you like cowboy boots?
2: You better believe I love cowboy boots. I grew up riding horses, though, so I can get away with it. But you can't. <laughs> feel like I need a sign, be like, I'm wearing these because I actually ride, not because I'm some dumb. Bitch. <laughs> I'm not a
0: fashion statement. <laughs> I've ne-
1: I've never ridden a horse. Well, maybe one time. What? But I've I have cowboy boots.
2: Oh, Fuck yeah. I love cowboy boots. Absolutely. Like that's the in San Francisco, it's like 60 degrees year round, so you wear the same thing all year, and it's I love like I moved here before the heat, mm-hmm. so I'm like loving it. But I'm, like I can't wear my boots. <laughs> How are they supposed to know I mean business? <laughs>
3: are they going to
1: hear me coming? <laughs> yeah.
2: These were made for walking and I'm wearing flip-flops. Anyway, so. Yeah. Did you get everything on your list?
1: You no, know, I In forgot the about notes? the list. We'll, we'll find out. Drew, Drew was saying something I thought was pretty funny that I wrote down. I forgot what it was. Oh what was it? I might just blur it out and see what happens. <laughs>
0: Don't put my name behind what you're about to say. You can put slap it on, it on my me. name. I just want to
1: say it. Um, damn, so I got
0: a little story.
1: And Drew, take it away whenever you want to because it's honestly your story to tell. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and start it. So um, we've been working. You'll know exactly once I get started. Uh, we, so we've been working on this podcast and we've been having to buy a lot of stuff for it. And we needed to go to Best Buy. And Drew you have this car?
0: Oh, you're talking about my car almost yes. fucking crashing out on us, dude? Yes. I <laughs> think is so fucked, man. It is
1: terrifying, man. Like, I
0: thought Will, I like, wanted to get out of the damn car. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've been dealing with it all week, so I'm kind of used to it. But, like, the transmission's fucked up, so it'll, like, I'll be going down the road, like, 50, 60 miles an hour in the interstate, and it'll just go, wham, and slam into gear and just, like, kind of just, like, jerk in the middle of the road. We're, like, going back, and was like, dude, you gotta, like, slow down, dude. Man. You're I, really freaking me
2: out. It it, was is it automatic?
0: Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. But it's the transmission's so... Dude, you would have been laughing your ass off at me trying to push that car, because I actually it, pushed it right up to the RV. Yeah. And I, you know, it can, won't go in reverse right now. So I, like, got out, and I'm, like, have, like, my whole body underneath, like, trying to push this thing, and, like, not that fucking strong, obviously. Yeah, you know it's I mean? a
1: gigantic car.
0: And then I'm, like, trying not to make it go forward and hit the RV. Alex is going to kill me if he knew this. Bro. Yeah, like, I had to, like, hop back in it because it got really close because I, like, I pushed it and I had to, like, run around and get in it and, like, put the brake on, you know what I mean? And uh, it got really close to the RV. Damn. So, I don't think Alex watches these, so I don't hope people (laughs) hear that, but... (laughs) Because I can already fucking hear him. (laughs) What the hell, dude? What the
1: hell? You have to drive this car... Oh, to, dude, all the way to Birmingham. To
0: Birmingham after this episode. Three mm-hmm. hours.
1: Well, dude, if... Drew, my, my... Drew, it has been an absolute honor. Having, I'm going having... okay, dude. You drive safe what AF. What
0: I am worried about is, like, if I break down or something, I get fucking stranded in podunk nowhere and hear banjo music coming. Oh, I told my dad. I was like, Dad, I was like, I'm sorry, I know it's Father's Day, but, like, I'm, the car might not make it to Birmingham tonight. Like you might have to come get me. He just goes, "All right, be careful." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, but it will make it. It'll be okay." You got it, dude. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. So, so
2: want to hear my good Nashville car story? Yes. yes. So when I followed the denim-clad gentleman here oh, in the summer, this is the most Vince Neil moment of my life. Just so everyone knows, next um, time I, <laughs> I rented this. Okay, because na- for whatever reason, rental cars in Nashville are as expensive as fuck. And it was going to be like 150 bucks a day. I was like, absolutely not. So have y'all ever heard of Turo?
1: Yes. I have not. YouTube ad.
2: Yeah, so it's basically like Airbnb, but for cars. And also, damn it, I wanted to do some fake ads on this episode. Rip it. <laughs> like Turo, have you ever been out of money for a real rental car? So you just got somebody else's personal vehicle and had a shit time with it? Turo, Turo. rent you a car. That was a bad ad. I'll have to write him in advance next
1: time. We will be sending you a bill.
2: Well, let's finish this story. Maybe we can break even here because your girl (laughs) fucked up. So I got this Pontiac convertible because it was like $40 a day. It was right at the airport, and my first car was a Pontiac grand piece of shit. So I was like, awesome, I get to drive the cool Pontiac. So I'm going to have a top down in Nashville, get to Nashville. It was like raining. Like it only rains oh. in Nashville. We had to do like a detour. Like I had never been on a plane where the plane had to land before you get to your destination. But that's how bad it was landing. So we went, raining. So we land in Memphis, get here anyway, pitch black, get in this rental car. When you, I'd never been in like a two seater sports car. So you can't see anything, and it's again pitch black, and it's like from the '90s, so it has none of the cool controls. What that kind of
1: car? Sorry, a
2: Pontiac Sunfire, whatever, whatever the Pontiac sports car got you, got is. you. Sorry, and I thought I was gonna look so freaking rad, <laughs> and I get in it, and I'm like, I can't see over the steering wheel, I can't see out of the back of the car. This is bad news, and I had no idea where I'm going because it's Nashville. Miraculously, get to like my Airbnb that evening. Next day, broad daylight get in the car, go to my first apartment to check it out, crash the rental car. And so I had to drive around. and then drove around in the crashed rental car for a day.
1: So how describe the crash if you're driving around in it?
2: Like couldn't see behind me, just floored it backwards into. You couldn't some. lift
1: the trunk up because of this? No.
2: And that's the fun part of the story is convertibles. The tops are like, built into the trunk oh so i'm next day because i'm already a freaking mess because i crashed the rental car <laughs> like i've got rockstar money which i don't um <laughs> but yeah rock on <laughs> so it's, <we'll>
3: a, <laughs> I would l-
1: go on finish the story. i would love to hear the vince neal connection
2: oh because vince neal crashed a rental car and killed razzle i mean it so dark <laughs> Don't make so dark you call yourself <laughs> so all right
1: carry on your story
2: oh. <laughs> i said dark not thank oh, god yeah that's horrible but anyway it,
1: it is dark well, let's, um sorry
2: yeah, you're right, so next day I'm like driving sixty five miles down the highway in this ratchet rental car, like coming back from Franklin in the convertible top, like flies off <laughs> because it was attached to the trunk that I smashed. It was the scariest moment of my adult life, I swear to God, so anyway. That was my experience visiting Nashville. And then I bring the rental car back to like the airport. It was like, I literally just fucked up this guy's personal vehicle. Wasn't even like, you know, because it's not like Enterprise. It's like, sorry, dude. (laughs) Like, here's your car. And they, I owe so much money on this shit. And to the point where I was like, but my insurance should cover it, right? Geico was like, sorry you're on your own and it's been this dumpster fire but again this happened almost a year ago and like i've gone to like address it can't find the charge anywhere and so i am hoping this rental car charge just like disappeared into the covid ether the- and that that they're never asking for that money again <laughs> and that it can just be my like stupid bitch story but like that was seriously i was like is this a sign that i oh, wow i just what are we toothed your mind um it happens. Like, is, is this a sign that like i shouldn't move to nashville like this has been a complete shitstorm and, and i was like okay no this is this is rock and roll baby yeah. <laughs> and roll. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway things have worked out kind of
0: uh, dude that would be I would If that happened to me When I was like Touring a new city I'd be like Fuck this I am not moving here Oh like, my oh god Yeah that would be A
1: huge turn off
2: Well So be careful Driving to Birmingham tonight Yeah true Walk both ways Yeah it'll be alright Man <laughs> I'll
0: make it in due time So
1: R.I.P. Razzle That was very sad happened up to Vince Neil I know
2: Yeah don't Drink and Get in the freaking car How about that
0: Very true Very Do true not Drink <laughs> and drive
1: Gross. Matt, how, how, how are we looking?
0: It's about that time. About that time?
2: About that time? i say it's about that time. About that time. Yeah. Yeah, about a little about over time. an hour. Ooh. Your girl's getting hungry. You got to make some mm. shitty mm. breakfast sandwich. To damn Let's make a crack What's egg your name bowl. for this sandwich? Will
1: Heron breakfast surprise.
2: <laughs> the breakfast surprise. But there's no... I know what's in it. It's not a surprise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it changes every week. You don't know what Will puts it in it. It does there. change.
1: I the might... End of the week? might change the... might change the meat... <laughs> Maybe from ham to turkey. I don't know. Um, so yeah, we all we've hit about an hour. This has been the Music City Podcast, the MCP. Uh Drew, you wanna plug anything yeah. before we go?
0: But uh but um if you guys want to check out our clips page like I was saying at the beginning, uh, please check that out. Like I said, the shorter segments of our, our hour long episodes. But if you just wanna see the whole th- watch us for a whole hour, just go ahead. And go to the Music City Podcast page on YouTube, and uh, we would greatly appreciate your likes and subscribes. So uh, please do that. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank y'all. Yeah.
2: Thank you for having me as the first check yeah. on this podcast. You're just like a dude soup, and you've even like dude you've you, <laughs> you have cleaned up your sign. <laughs> yeah. I was like ready for this. Like, I like the first. I'm going to be honest. I like the first sign better. Dude,
0: there Thank was you. a whole argument in this house about. I thought that sign. was an explosion. There
1: was, like, a whole thing that we had. That actually about means that. so much. I to thought me. the
2: font was. More aligned with the nature of this podcast. Oh my god! I don't. I like the element. (laughs) I like the element of suspense. Of is it going to fall off because the duct tape doesn't stick? I thought that was a great part. Yes, I agree with you. This (laughs) looks. I agree. Okay well, I'm, I will fight on this hill with you because this Let's is very Alex Times Rash. new Romany. <laughs> it looks a little too clean. A little it too does clean. It looks like I mean, we're get people to sign It looks it. like we're
1: about to start talking about accounting or some shit.
2: Ex- yes, uh, we'll that's
0: our accounting program guys,
1: Sarah, do you want to be th- we've been meaning to do this, and we've forgotten every single time until this time right now, do you want to sign our sign? Sign <laughs> our sign or we can do this after the cameras turn off
2: I will abs- I'd be honored to sign the but MCP yeah. sign. Thank you Even if it is Inferior to the first That's it oh to the, Where God. is Where is, <laughs> is the that, original
0: Matt is triggered Right now I know he is
2: Because what are you Going to do Have your producer Every time it comes Falls down <laughs> yeah. Have him Leave the station To go and fix it Every single time Is that yeah. what No is? you just got to get Some, some sturdier Experience Maybe <laughs> I
1: mean, we can just hang I don't know I like It'd be funny It's if we pretty
0: hunt. cool I mean. how <laughs> really hooked
1: Yeah pro as fuck dude That yeah, geeks you, <laughs> know, <but> you <laughs> like the sign Yes <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Sarah, I'll leave it to you um, to tune us out. There's hit the, the stop button next to that play button. The
2: red. Nothing like three semesters of audio engineering school to teach me how to do this.